I'm Yasi Salik, and I'm the host of Bandsplain, a show where we explain cult bands and iconic artists by going deep into their histories and discographies. We're back with a brand new season at our brand new home, the Ringer Podcast Network, tackling a whole new batch of artists, from grunge gods to power pop pioneers to new metal legends, and many, many more. Listen to new episodes every Thursday, only on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Cold open question of the week, Kaz. Professor Shoes. What is less surprising at this point? A big show heel or face turn or an edge shocking return? <laughs> Don't do the edge like that. He's battled through a lot. He's battled through a lot to be able to have those shocking returns every two weeks. Okay. It's okay. I, I think I, I still think big show heel face turns are still the top of the heap when it comes. <laughs> All right. I, I'll give it to you. We'll try to talk more about Edge and less it's about Canada. Big Show. They love him in Canada. It's, it's okay. True. It's they were just happy to see him. They're being they're being very kind and gracious Canadians, like they always are. It wasn't a surprise. I feel <laughs> I like just, I, like I'm being gaslit though when they when it's just like <laughs> Edge, he's back, he's back. Where it's just like wasn't Edge just here? Like was, what if? What if this is just like how Canadians greet Edge everywhere he goes? Like, <laughs> it's not even a surprising return. It's just, oh, hey, hey. that's all right. Every time he walks into the Tim Hortons, it's just like, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, day. I see clearly. We can only hope. Let's start the show. <laughs> What's going on, Jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. This is Roast Battle Season 1 champion, Mike Lawrence. Husky, Steve Kazee. This is Trey Kirby. This is your girl, WB superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hi, this is Lillian Garcia. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening to them. And you're listening you're to listening to you are listening to them. And you're listening to, you're listening to You are listening to the Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. Welcome to the Masked Man Show with Kaz. How you doing, buddy? Yo. Doing all right, brother. How about yourself, man? Good, man. We recorded early last week and did a little bonus episode with Phil on Thursday to cover because because uh, Dynamite ended up being enormous. It was less enormous last Very night. Necessary. Very we necessary. Some... I was at Dynamite. I know. Fun. How was it? Oh, man. All of your was... predictions were wrong. Many people I was dead wrong, which makes it an even better show. Now, it was my first AEW experience. And, uh, you know, I I, I got to say it was, it was definitely 
an incredible show to be at, man. Like the fan energy was great. I got to take it in. Like it's been a while that I since I could like take in a wrestling show from like a wrestling fan perspective, like with absolutely no expectations. I sat I sat up in the nosebleeds, you know what I mean? Like I took it, I took in the whole production. And then uh, you know, it was but I loved it, man. I thought it was really dope. And uh, obviously Mox Bryant tore it down. Shout out to Swerve Lee, the acclaimed, uh Jade Cargill. Uh, a lot of good people back there, man, and it was great to 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 see um, see that whole uh, thing kind of come together from our first show. So uh, it was dope, man. I had a good time. That's awesome, man. Uh, a little bit of a, a downkey, whatever. If there's that a phrase, night last night on on Dynamite. Although there's some really cool stuff, but you. But, I mean, you know, well, there was a pending uh, uh, once hurricane. in a lifetime hurricane coming. No, I know, so and, I and, and, and apparently Swerve Swerve's well, Swerve's actual house. Um, uh was in the line so he wasn't there and then um who else didn't make it there is somebody else oh samoa joe is supposed to be there and, oh, wow. and didn't make the show uh apparently right. that caused some some significant rewrites i think feel like AEW maybe because you know the standards been high for a while AEW for some reason the word gets out about the rewrites in a very different way than it does from WWE right if somebody doesn't make WWE programming well it's I, I don't know if it's more rare, but it but it just it, it we don't actually think about the re, the necessary rewrites as much, or we didn't during the. Oh, I'll Vince tell you this: what, what what I did notice, what I and I guess this is a, a little bit of insight into that. What what I what I did notice uh, backstage at, at Grand Slam is it is definitely way less cooks in the kitchen. So like when it comes to like certain one of these things like falling out. Like when when something used to leak to the to the to the dirt sheets backstage, like mm-hmm. it was almost impossible to kind of find out who it leaks from. It can literally leak from like catering. You know what I mean? Like the people who actually do like the food to like yeah. the nurses to like the actual writers. Like there's just so many people back there. It's such a it's such a, a machine that like it's literally impossible to track down who would come who would it would come from. But not like that at, at, at AEW at all. It's very it's a lot more streamlined. So I, I would say when things start to leak, it's pretty, you know, you, you can nail down where the leak springs from a little bit uh, simpler than you can from WWE. Just in my opinion. How is catering? I didn't see no catering. And, and oh, I wasn't okay. backstage long enough to to really, uh, you know, take it in. So, I mean, hey, I'll put it like this. You could have all the Wednesday night, Monday night wars. One thing you can't battle is that WWE catering, people. That is, oof. Especially when it goes to New Orleans. Woo! Talk I've about never, it. I don't... I know I've had catering at WWE before, but you. But I don't. If I'm backstage, you know, it like varies. I backstage, it varies. No, no. Like but I would, you, you know, I, I got to go backstage to do like an interview a couple of times. I'm not like chilling out at catering though. I like avoid right. that at all costs. You don't want to. It's, best, a, it's a different. Food. It's a different catering. Like if you catch the this is no one's gonna care about this combo at all. If you catch the catering like during the show, you're getting like the B level stuff, right? Like the good. The good shit is like right after. The production meeting or right before like rehearsals like before mm. door opens like that's when you get you know the the, the fire fire but like uh, catering during the show that's like sad catering you don't want that no. <laughs> you don't want, like you don't want that food where like everyone's doing the show and, like actual mayhem is happening and like the room isn't as packed with people to kind of like fraternize with so yeah that's yeah yeah that's nobody's gonna care about that at all but <laughs> yeah well i wonder if they set their game up now that braun Strowman's back just I like would hope so. Just going through whole tables of food at a time. 
I would hope so, man. But I don't know, man. Dude is felt. He's probably just brown rice right, it up right. right now. You know what I mean? I, I've told the story a million times, but when I when I first met him, it was in his first big peak solo run, and he was a power lifter. You know, he had a much he had, he had much yes. uh, higher body fat, and for good reason. Um, and and um, I did a little like interview with him, or whatever. This wasn't a WWE event. This was at a, a like a photo shoot situation. Okay. And but but my but the the thing that stuck with me after the whole thing is that he's walking around in his in his gear and his gimmick, right? Yeah. Uh, but he actually took his shirt off to eat. Like he he went through the food line, <laughs> sat down, and took his shirt off at the folding table. You know why people do that down. though? People so do you don't get it messy. One, so they don't is, get it messy, and some people sweat while they eat. Like that's what I was so thinking. Yeah, <laughs> well, you don't want to like mess that, up your the, shirt from the sweat. Also, begins. the food yeah. is there. That's the the workout has started. <laughs> it's real. Yeah, nah, love run. So, so we're gonna talk AEW, WWE. Uh, one thing, I, one one really irrational complaint about the new era of WWE is that they're setting up all of these matches for Extreme Rules so well that for the past two weeks, I've thought Extreme Rules was on Sunday. Right? Like, I, like I can't. Like, I was like, tell, yeah. like talking to my family, like, you, you guys ready on Sunday? We're gonna drive to Philly. We're gonna do. You know, we're right, gonna go, right, like, right. oh wait, I'm a week off because like, because it's like every episode feels like an old, an old school, or not old school, like like a previous era go home show. It's like, yeah. wait, these guys are already mad at each other, and it's yeah. three weeks away. <laughs> That's the fun part about Extreme Rules, right? Like, you got to get these blood feuds, like, popping, like, quick, fast, and in a hurry, especially if they haven't been built. Like, I guess Seth and Riddle, obviously, that's been built for a while. Uh, you know, you, you could talk about the the, the damage control and uh, mm -hmm. Bianca and the... Bianca and the, and the Pips. I don't know what to call Asuka and, and Alexa around them. But, um, yeah, like, it's it's it's... You kind of got to fast forward it, but it's just refreshing that like every rule has like some sort of stipulation, right? Like it, it it's it sounds simple and it sounds like something you should expect from a WWE pro. Like the bar's so low that it's like, wow, Extreme Rules has Extreme Rules matches on every every joint. That's crazy. Yeah, and you kind of care about the matches now. I mean, it, like you know, whatever. Like you know. Well, just Liv Morgan is exciting because she has weapons and sort of gives her a little something to work with. The I Quit match between the newly returned Edge and uh, Finn Balor. Uh, you get the Fight Pit match. And by the way, it's not just that they're setting these, these, these things up early. The one thing I always say that matters in pro wrestling or should matter and hasn't always mattered in the past is that everything should matter to everything else. I've said this a million times, right? It's like it's not every each feud does not exist in this siloed world where you don't get to talk to anybody except the dude you're, you're feuding with or your tag right. team partners or whatever. And this was the great example of what was going on on, on Raw and, and SmackDown to a lesser degree, but on Raw, I was watching like the, I was watching Judgment Day. Also, this is the rewatch. I already knew what happened. Watching Judgment Day beat down Matt Riddle. You know, you're watching this, that whole, it was a really good match, dudes. Riddle and Priest have great chemistry. And in my in the back of my mind, I'm like I'm I'm just I've put together like a six man tag of like you know it's like okay so it's going to be Edge and Riddle and and Miss and Ray again and I'm like oh no wait I know that this match exists but because and I know that Riddle has got another deal but because the beatdown's going on I'm like oh I got to like restart my dinosaur wrestling brain right I got to reboot <laughs> yeah. this whole thing yeah I, I think that's probably why I was wrong on all my predictions right like it's so like it doesn't even have to do with raw like I'm just like you know I'm just so 
I guess right now is such an exciting time for wrestling that you can be glad that you're just like completely off about certain things that you expect because, you know, like for the first time in a while, they're doing things uh, and just not even just WWE, all, you know, AEW, everybody, um, they're all doing things that are going against the conventional way of what we've been conditioned to watch professional wrestling in the past, like eight months to a year. You know what I mean? So like, it's, 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 you know. It's interesting, man. Like, and, and we didn't see Riddle at all the whole night up until like the main event, which I thought was kind of like odd. You know what I mean? Like, he was traded like a really big deal. You know what I mean? And like, you know, it, it's really building up this Seth Rollins fight pit match that I'm really looking forward to. I was really hoping that when Triple H got back, that you know, if we're bringing back things from the the death of NXT. The fight pit was something that did not need to go so soon. Like, that is going to be an awesome visual. That's going to be a great match. And, like, they already tore it up at, um, you know, Clash at the Castle, Crooks and Castles Fest. And, uh, you know, I can't wait to see him do it again. Yeah, it's going to be great. Before we, I don't know what the, if we have anything to say about Braun Strowman, but I just, I had this note that I wanted to get in because we mentioned him earlier. Talking about the way they're presenting things, he's got the power bomb over. Like, Sid, like Sid Justice or Sid, sorry, Sid Vicious in WCW in the 90s. It's just like, it's he like sets up the power bomb, the place goes quiet, and then he just like whips a guy and the place goes and the roof comes off. And it's really that simple. Power bombs are like dinosaurs, bro. Like Jurassic Park. Like, when, remember when everybody, like, when every time like Jurassic Park comes out and everybody's all shocked that it sells like, 500 million like the first week or whatever it's like yo motherfuckers love dinosaurs oh just yeah just like in pro wrestling motherfuckers like big guys who, who powerbomb like Wardlow yeah. Wardlow's whole life is like I just powerbomb the shit out of people yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying and like Braun who you know I think he was using, using like a running power slam as a finisher for a while before he he went away I mean the powerbomb's just simple man it's just a better visual it just looks like it looks like you're you're doing like a superhuman feat of strength when you're doing a power bomb, as in like a like a, a power slam, just almost seems a little bit more um, not mundane, but it seems almost more uh, average. Well, you know, like a power bomb also, just it's also unnecessary, both in kayfabe, both, both in kayfabe and in real life. It's just an unnecessary, like you know, self harm sort of situation. Right? Everybody knows <laughs> you do a good power bomb. Yeah, you could like torque a muscle. You could maybe like you know hurt a rotator cuff or something. But you're not mm. throwing yourself on the ground. You know, right. I mean, it's it's it's, it's, it's more really fucking knees up doing that in real life. Yeah. You know what I mean? But and it seems yeah. like a power bomb is like a real strongman competition sort of maneuver, right? Like I think they were comparing uh, mm-hmm. Otis to um, one of those like six hundred pound. <laughs> Kegs or like rocks or whatever, just because he's so fucking wide. And, uh, you know, I I guess that's what they're trying to get over to really trying to lean into Braun's like strongman competition past. And like, I mean, we can do the little things. This could be this whole pod is just going to be the little things. But like the way you saw, they put up like the fight graphic for Otis and and Strowman. And it was just like, you know, their biceps and their height and their weight and everything. And it's like weirdly like the most they put Otis over. Since right. he had a beard, right? Because right. it was just it's just sort of establishing like look how wild the this this disparity is in a lot of different directions. But it still makes Otis look like, oh wait, he's got a lot of stuff. He's got a lot of comparable stats there. Everything except the height, you know, he's got the 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 the, the wrestling background. Oh my god. But so yeah, I mean, they're doing all those little things right. One example of little things that I guess are amounting to a very big thing is all this white rabbit stuff, which is I mean I don't know how you feel. I, 
you know, I, I do a lot of stuff around here at The Ringer. And sometimes I'll pop on a TV podcast or a movie podcast. And I remember I was doing a podcast about Loki, the TV show, a while back, I think with Mallory Rubin. And I was, and there was whatever, I was like, the, the writing on that show, the the the, the plotting out, the, the just the execution of that show. And it was, it was the, the main showrunner there was Michael Waldron, who's a friend of the pod. Um, but, uh, I was just so, I just said the only word I can say to use to describe this is jealousy. I am so <laughs> jealous of like just the thinking of just, you know, like whatever the turn was, you know, it was just like, oh, it was when it was like Loki's throughout history. And it was, right, and, right, and, right. And it was like, oh, Loki was DB Cooper. Like just those little things. I'm just like, oh, that makes me, that makes me just, when I just watch this white rabbit stuff get like unfold, I'm just like, oh my gosh. Like I would love, someday to like book a wrestling you know just to like you know be a be a fly on the wall in a booking meeting or whatever and have some little thing but man when i see that white rabbit stuff it just it's just so fun and just like so gratifying to see play out i'm just like jesus christ i would love to just be like part of the little group who's just coming up with shit to, to oh like it's make not the, a group. to execute this thing it is it can't be a gr- i mean i gosh the 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 attention to detail like the oh, fact so that like great. the way it connects like it could only be Bray Wyatt like it, it could only be him like this seems like something that would come from his sort of mind oh, from like Wyndham Rotunda right like from the human right. being right right it could only be him you know what I mean like and uh just the little man like whoever had the foresight of using that time in between, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people who listen to the show have been to WWE shows before, but like just having the foresight of using that time in between intermission matches where things aren't really happening to turn those into events that aren't something that you can get from a a, a, a TV screen, but from like an intimate sort of in-person experience or a viral sort of voyeur sort of experience that you see through your cell phone is like, there's no, like, there's no way that comes up in like a board meeting. It's like, yo, this is what we're going to do. We're going to play this song. That's so obscure. Uh, in, in, um, in, in between, uh, intermissions between matches during the commercial break, we're going to dim all the lights for three minutes and not do anything and just play that song for weeks. And then like, you know, it'll, we'll do it once. We'll do it twice. And then it'll start pick up. And then if you saw it this past week, you got to remember when I'm live tweeting like Monday night, Raw, like Monday night football's on, like all these other things are on. And, you know, if you, you know, my social media has been really praising this sort of like triple H era, like uh, folks that I know haven't watched wrestling in a while. Like, oh man, like I heard wrestling's popping again. Like I might, I might have to get back into it. This looks dope. And I retweeted that video and I think they were in, uh, in Canada of them playing the White Rabbit song and just seeing all the the cell phone lights go up and the fireflies go up. And it was just like, it doesn't matter. When you can pull off something that's as cool as, I don't care if this is football. I don't care if this is a play. I don't care if this is a strip club. Like just seeing that sort of unity between a crowd to a moment and, and the eeriness of it, but the coolness of it all is so fucking hard to pull off. And... It's 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 leading toward an extremely gratifying sort of uh, conclusion or beginning or return or debut or something. You know what I mean? But like, it's really fucking well done. It's hard to get people excited about a return in 2022 that isn't like internet fodder. But this is this is dope. 
this this goes without saying. I mean, you kind of take it for granted, but like we, uh, everyone believes this is Bray Wyatt at this point. Are there are there any people arguing for? Anytime somebody, anytime there's like, oh, it might be Karrion Cross. Like Karrion Cross comes out and starts doing stuff, and then the the one started picking up steam this week was, oh, maybe it's Edge, <laughs> and then mm-hmm. Edge <laughs> returned there. Maybe so it like, was Edge. Is it over? Is it- <laughs> ah, who knows? But it feels like anytime like somebody else uh, starts picking up steam on the uh, sort of like conspiracy theory list of who it could be, it gets kind of crossed off, and just the way it's so well thought out. It only could come from a guy like Bray Wyatt, man. Like from Will- yeah. Wyndham Rotunda. Like it's just, it, I'm just excited to see where this is all. What leading would be to. the best option? Like, I mean, obviously, if it's not him at this point, it's got to be like, I mean, there's nothing. Every it's going to be a disappointment, but it's it would have to be like the <laughs> debut of something new. You know, I mean, it can't. This isn't. Uh, I don't know. There's only one other person that could be that. I think it would be a satisfying, like, an what? insane reaction. The only person it could be is Vince. <laughs> I was going to say, okay. <laughs> like, it was me, Austin. If it was like it was me all along, Austin, like 2.0, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the only way. Because, the, like, the who that killed would be the so world, great. the who killed the world thing yeah. could be like, oh, like, you killed my world of what I thought pro If you really, well, right. Yeah. I mean, the other option, if you really just wanted to give somebody a ton of heat, would be for like the whole thing to end in some giant countdown and just have it be Triple H with a pair of like Easter bunny ears come out, just come out and just be like, I have you fuckers eating out of the palm of my hand, you know? And that's ba- and basically it's just like I'm the heel boss, you know, now promo. That's it. It's like, yeah, I'm the devil, uh, the devil you knew and the devil you don't know, you know what I mean? Something like that. But, um, so. What do you? Th- I mean, so we have extreme rules yes. right around the corner. Yes, a week away, a week week plus, a week can change. Survivor Series, War Games coming up right after Thanksgiving, um, and then nothing till day one. Uh, so those are the those are the big moments. Obviously, there, there's a little bit more attention p- you know, being paid to Raw as a moment where things can happen now, and SmackDown as well. Mm-hmm. Um, SmackDown did like two point five. I'm not a ratings guy, but like yeah, yeah. two point five million on a Friday night is pretty damn impressive. But it sort of feels like do you think that in the new the new status quo of WWE that the the moment for a giant reveal for someone like the return of Bray Wyatt uh returning Bray Wyatt would be at one of the big shows at Extreme Rules or Survivor Series um i would i would point towards Survivor Series you know what i mean like i feel like Survivor Series is probably the best sort of bet Extreme Rules is you know um i mean who knows i mean I, if you want to make Extreme Rules feel important you could say hey something's happening on Saturday night like and get that and get that motivation going since you already got like the excitement of you know Survivor Series war games like you don't really need to sell on a big debut or reveal but um i will say man like Smackdown has turned into maybe like the sort of like placeholder of important shit happening. You know what I mean? Because it is Friday. It is Fox. Like when they can, when they can advertise Roman's going to be on the show, it all of a sudden feels like an important show. And it shows just this past week. Like he showed up not to really have a match, not to really do a bunch of stuff. He just talked about what's really going on. And then the big moment was making Sammy the honorary use. And like that, that incredible, incredible promo uh uh this past week so it's like yeah like I-, I could see bray showing up at one of these big events but it wouldn't shock me at all 
if you know you start seeing those teases on SmackDown or like or or you know SmackDown becomes a, a big moment where he makes his return, you know, maybe network television's a little bit more uh, enticing than popping a live crowd who's already going to be there and jacked and happy to see you, you know. So what do you? I mean, do you think that? I'm, I'm thinking about MJF, and I really like MJF. The chemistry that MJF and and Wheeler have, but it does sort of feel like why are you? I'm not going to say it was a waste, but to but to keep him off TV for so long and have him come back and he's got the cash in and whatever else, but he he he's not he's like again not trying to say spinning his wheels, but it it, it kind of feels like when you build somebody up to a certain degree, as we did with MJF, as we're doing now, uh, assumedly with Bray Wyatt, are you obligated to hot shot him right into the main event? Or can you? I mean, obviously, no. they're they're a little bit different. Bray Wyatt could just be could just come out and cut promos about you know killing the world for two months and then have, you know. Uh, I mean, my thing is storyline wise, it would make sense to for 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 Bray Wyatt to be, uh, you know, uh, ushered right into the main event because the last time we did see him, you know what I mean? Like it was Roman Reigns who took him out and essentially started this historic reign that he's been on ever since so storyline wise it could be a whole you know you've only lasted this long because i've been you know going on some whatever cosmic creepy explanation he's gonna have for his uh absence um but uh it's weird man like obviously there's always the letdown not the letdown but like there's always like the come down from the high of that return right um, but I think what they're doing with MJF is smart and playing it right because he is a heel and being able to kind of like, you know, they're, they're kind of taken from the book of the money in the bank right now. You know what I mean? Like just being that heel is sort of guy who knows they have a chip in their back pocket. So it doesn't really matter what else is happening. I'm, I'm still important. So technically you're not in the main event, but you're a main event sort of story. And, uh, you could, you can kind of do the same with Bray Wyatt. If you don't want to tell the story of him, you know, being one of the, the catalysts to the start of this historic reign that Roman's been on. Um, but no, I don't think so. I don't think it's, um, I don't think you have to necessarily be like, all right, I'm here. I'm back. Fuck everything else. Uh, I want a world title shot, you know, like it's, you could do, you could do it differently sometimes. Yeah, I agree. And I think that obviously the care that they're putting they're putting in with this whole tease um would lead you to believe or at least to hope that they're, you know, going to have have be a little bit more careful with him as a character. You can't have him lose every match as has happened at times. You certainly can't have him be unstoppable as he was in those very hard to watch literally hard to watch red light, you know, fiend era matches. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it, again, like everything else that WWE is doing now, this isn't, you know, calculus. This isn't like some, this isn't like particularly difficult stuff. It's just sort of like taking a breath, taking a step back and surveying the field and, and, and doing it the right way, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and, mm -hmm. uh, I'm excited, man. I'm excited to see what they do with them. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, 
you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We also got the... I mean, talking, this isn't a return, I guess. It's kind of a return. But Candice LeRae made a big debut on Raw. Main roster debut, WWE family return. Um, I She has always been so mind-boggling to me. I almost believed that she, that she would be the one to never show up on the main roster because it was so nuts that she hadn't already showed up on the main roster. Now, I know she probably, you know, she and Johnny Wrestling probably want to have uh, you know, parallel travel schedules and home lives and everything else. And there's a lot of other stuff that goes into it. But like, you look at Gargano and it's like, I understand why he was just Mr. NXT for so long, right? Even like when when it was like, you know, other big names like Ciampa you had been out there and said, I don't want to work the full-time schedule or whatever. There, everybody came with an excuse. I always just looked at Candice LeRae and I was just like, you have one of the best female wrestlers in the universe, like on your payroll. And she wasn't even wrestling on NXT for the longest time. I mean, I'm sure there's stories, some reasons that I don't understand. But it was like, they, I mean, she is just such a st- plug and play. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I, she's done, um, you know, she's a, she's an absolute pioneer for, for independent women's wrestling. And, you know, uh, a pioneer for intergender wrestling. I mean, some of the greatest, you know, intergender matches ever taken place has involved Candice LeRae. And I think that's a big part of her appeal, too. So, I mean, you know, um, she comes with a, a, a generation's worth of experience. So, like, having her just be right in the mix with Control and Bianca's crew is um is understandable but like i kind of kind of thought she would be on bailey's side <laughs> you know like i know like uh, I, once she once they originally came out and was just like like i'm just saying like if i'm fantasy booking a show right uh you know i think storyline wise would make sense for a candlestick ready to link with a beyond uh, uh bailey dakota and eo but I mean, You're thinking about war game stuff? Is this where is this where now, your mind is? Yeah, yes, yes, exactly. Well, here's what I think after watching this week. Okay. I think we're gonna get bloodline versus you know the Avengers. The, the, the soup the super friends, yeah, <laughs> right. in the in the main event. If I had to guess, I'm get, I'm guessing the show's gonna start with the women's war game match, and it's not, it's gonna be it's gonna be the type B. It's gonna be three teams of three instead of two teams okay, of five. Okay, okay. So I, I think we that. got because we because now we got Shotzi who's teaming up with Raquel and presumably Aaliyah, but uh, you know who knows. And then we got we got the the Raw trio 
you know, we get, you know, of of, of Alexa, Asuka, and 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 Bel Air, and then Damage Control is number three. Cause I, I just think it I think it's too it I think it gets too messy to try to add to damage control at this point, especially in on like a temporary, you know, short term basis. That. I could see that. I could see that. I just feel like, you know, maybe, yeah, maybe the maybe when my numbers are off and maybe it's gonna be a three on three on three and not a four on four. But um I mean it was it was cool. Like, you know, Candice LeRae, uh incredible talent. Like I'm not, you know, she's not it was it was a it was a it was a great move to a woman's roster that's already like pretty stacked. And you could tell that was a, this has been an emphasis on the, on the Triple H regime, right? Like, I mean, ever since he's returned, I mean, I, I, I've lost count of how many times like the women have either closed Monday Night Raw or main evented Monday Night Raw, you know what I mean? And I, and I think that's very deliberate. So, um, yeah, man, like they're just going to keep adding on. And obviously there's two very giant elephants in the room that are also waiting, you know what I mean? In the wings as well. So, I mean, you could also... See what, a, what what that looks like. At and some Sasha point, Naomi. Does, you know, I know you're, we all know <laughs> you're talking about. Being, was that someone on the nose? Or was just at, so, at some point, though, it, it doesn't it feel like? I mean, we're talking about these these like uh, teases. They haven't been teasing those two. There've been a lot of rumors out there about those two. The only thing that really happened this week was that Sasha changed her Twitter handle to real her real name. Yeah, um, which should not be taken as a sign of anything. No. Um, except it well, except maybe just a general openness from WWE to you know acknowledge that these are performers. These are yeah, uh, I think not, that's what not, it is. And like... Not actual comic book characters, but um, but it's not. I mean, but like, man, we've been waiting for this for them to come back for so long. I don't. I mean, I, I'm trying. I'm, I can't even imagine how they're going to do it, especially if like my theory is even halfway true and the sort of and the Survivor Series is already booked up. Mm-hmm. Um. But who knows? I mean, there's a lot of ways they could do it. You know, they could run it in the Survivor Series. I mean, uh, I could see them being like a very last, last, last surprise entrant. You know what I mean? Like if you're doing, you know, more than if you're already doing three on three teams or whatever. And like, say somebody gets, I don't know. I feel like Survivor Series is like my my benchmark for the return of of Boston Glow. If I had to put money on it. I just feel like just it's it's it makes too much sense. It's a it's a Sasha Banks. If you know Sasha, she loves being a part of these first time things or history making things or like just being able to, you know, go balls to the wall on these crazy sort of type of matches. And I think it's a small part of her that kind of wishes that she got to be in war games in NXT. You know what I mean? So, like, if I had to be a guessing man, I think that's when uh uh, the women's roster gets even more stacked when they return. And then you got Charlotte also kind of chilling out, like waiting for all these things to kind of all these dust to settle. Like it is, it's an embarrassment of riches when it comes to the women. And then you, you talk about Candace Array. I mean, that's probably a reason why we haven't seen her because most of the time the roster has been filled with these like all time great women that are already sort of killing it. So now you get a nice amount of time, maybe like two months, three months to really build Candace array as a big fucking deal. You know what I mean? While the big deals, I think all the four horsemen except for Bailey are, uh, are out. Yeah. I mean, and you've got, you know, a bunch of people down in NXT who are ready to come up. Right, Indy Hartwell. I mean, there's there's a story well, right Andy's there. Been, yeah, is, is our, that's already again. I mean, that's good to go. Mm-hmm. Um, Mandy Rose. I mean, could obviously pop up at any moment in time. And yeah, her stock has never in. been higher. Yeah. 
Um, and even the and even the younger crew down there. I mean, in, in the women's division, I wouldn't be shocked if they were just like if they just decided let's just push the button on one or two of them. You yeah. know, I mean, again, the biggest the, the the reason why not is because the division's already stacked. Right. But like it it wouldn't be like you know malpractice if or, or particularly like shocking if they were just like let's just let's just push the button on Roxy or Roxy Roxanne right now you know let's right. just go with it or whatever right who knows um speaking of NXT were you excited to see the return of Steiner math to the oh, wrestling yeah. universe oh my gosh what a pop I, I love <laughs> uh the more the more big pop of pump that Braun Breaker turns into like mm-hmm. the the higher his ceiling's going to be. And I know obviously he's his own man and obviously you don't want to cap somebody's uh potential uh by comparing them to their much more um uh, popular family member. But it, it just works, man. Like he's just such a a little baby clone of both of them. Like why what did you lead into it? I didn't watch all the table for three that he did with his dad and his uncle, but there I know there was some I mean there was some parts where they were just giving him shit about taking their gimmick and whatever else but that's his gimmick i mean it's it just, despite the fact that his name is braun breaker for again <laughs> reasons still unclear right. um his his gimmick is is he's a steiner I'm like a steiner, he just, he's man. borrowed everything from him so oh, i mean yeah. that's great keep keep taking it man as, as long as it's like whatever they're gonna do i mean there's there can only be one braun breaker at a time right you can't have a guy who's like really like being like learning how to wrestle and headlining NXT at the same time. I mean, right. you know, there's, that, that's a very specific route to the top, but they're really figuring it out, you know, having them, you know, developing the character at the same time as like finding the right opponents for him to sort of edge along and, and have it and, ha- and, and putting him in a triple threat now with Dragon Off and McDonough. Um, it's an interesting look. I'm really excited to see if they're, I, I'm frankly, I'm excited to see if they're going to treat him like Brock Lesnar, like if it's gonna just be a thing where like they put him through a table within the first five minutes and then like McDonough and 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 they Dragon just go, at, just go at it, or if they keep him, my, my guess is it'll be well maybe a little bit of a, a little bit of B, but my guess will be closer to B. They they really will want him to be involved in the whole match because that's again, this is this is uh, this is part of the training process. Um, but it's fun to see all those guys popping up in the states. You're right. Man, we're just like running through everything. Let's talk a little AEW. Let's talk. Really loving Jericho's thing. We we kind of like you know kicked off talking about it in the past week, but but the idea that he is the Ring of Honor champion and is now going to be monomaniacally obsessed with beating all the former Ring of Honor champions um, is great. I mean, obviously, there's the list is of people who we like know are available who have like who work or have previous work previously worked for AEW already makes this awesome right so he can tear through the the no I mean I don't want to make it sound like too like it's too easy it's not a walkthrough but we got Samoa Joe around we got you know Dalton Castle work for them there's you know there's a there's just so many uh I'm sure they can well I'm not sure they can get low key I'm sure they can probably get him there I'm not sure if he'll if he'll lie down but um, <laughs> yeah and then maybe this ends up again you know with him with him with, you know, if maybe this returns to the Danielson feud, maybe Danielson's the final boss here. That would actually make a little bit of sense, especially in terms of like why Danielson didn't go over 
when he could have w- walked away with the championship and that's what kind of everybody predicted. That feels like a very sort of AEW decision-making process. Like, no, we have a better plan, you know, right. you know and and let's stay the course there. Um, and that would be, you know, that would definitely be cool, especially if, if you have Danielson and Jericho as your headline feud going into launching a company, if indeed that's what they're going to do. That's not a bad look. That's not a bad not look a bad at all, man. Look. Definitely. And Jericho, Jericho is just ridiculous at this point. How he just keeps going out there and having these like great matches with banditos of the world. I mean, I didn't on. get to see it like live, but I caught a lot of the clips uh, on social media and like, you know, Bandito's a guy that I've, I've I've seen for a while that I've been a big fan of. So, like, it does not shock me at all that him and Chris Jericho had a hell of a match. But I do have this question for you. I guess this is my uh, this is this is my mid roll question of the week, Dave. Uh, you get to pick one almost fifty or fifty plus year old wrestler between Chris Jericho and, and Rey Mysterio. Who's doing it better at this uh... age right now? Well, it's hard to argue with Jericho's success, but I mm. do think that like Bell to Bell Ray is is like I don't slight, think enough is people, slightly more of a freak in this situation. Yeah, like I feel like, and this is not to to sidetrack from the Jericho conversation. We can come back to that later, but I'm just thinking like, damn, like Chris Jericho's really actually Ray Mysterio is for the record though. Ray Mysterio is 47, so I don't okay. know where he, I don't and know Jericho's, where he's going to be in four years. 51, Jericho, 51, yeah. Okay, so I'll put it like this. Late for almost 50s to 50-year-old wrestlers, right, that are still having banger matches. Like, Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio quietly had a banger on Monday Night Raw also. And it's just like, God damn. Like, as I'm watching these, these Jericho clips, as I'm watching Rey Mysterio, I'm like, yo, is enough people are enough people talking about how nuts it is that Rey Mysterio is still, like, this high a level of, uh, of, of, of luchador at this age? Like, he is... Bonkers, like it's bonkers. Like he's been this nice since like WCW NWO uh, uh, 96 on Nintendo 64. He's been good since Nintendo 64 and he's still good now. Like, I, I don't know, man. I think because it's crazy. Ray, I think because Ray isn't like involved in like a major, you know, storyline, uh, major uh, title storyline. Yeah. Like they aren't really talking about how nuts it is that he's still this elite well, at this Edge time. Edge is actually a year older than Ray. Wow. I mean, he had a lot of time off and yeah. he had nine a little years. different style, but like that's bonkers. He's 48. Yeah. Who else? Um, Our Truth <laughs> is actually, I think Our <laughs> Truth is like 50 or 51. Our Truth is a relic, bro. Like they, they found him like mummified somewhere and just took him out and put him back in. He refuses to age. Like black don't crack, but even black's like, yo. That's <laughs> that is one sturdy skin tone, my brother. That's a lot. Uh, uh, <laughs> Lashley's getting up there too. I mean, dude, dudes are just wrestling forever now. But it is more shocking for guys like like Jericho and 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 Ray because you know they're not just power guys or not you know whatever they, they yeah can, like they, they got to go in there and work with the you know they got to go in there and, and and keep up with the kids you know what i'm saying it's not like they're just sitting there being like good anchors and being able to you know be a sturdy hand you got to go out there and really really move when you're a ray mysterio or jericho so it's like it's crazy to see them still doing it at this level this late in their careers one guy who's uh even older than all those folks is, is goldberg 55 oh um uh, Did you hear something? Is, is <laughs> I haven't heard anything. I'm going to okay. be honest. Uh, 
there's apparently he's going to be in Saudi Arabia for crown at the time of crown jewel, which is a little bit uh, suspicious. Mm. Um, and also, uh, I don't know if you check, if you, how often you browse the WWE YouTube channel, but there's a lot of Goldberg content up in the, the, the over the past so 24 is it hours. Like his, is it like his anniversary or something? I know he was on the bump this week, right? He was on the yeah. bump. I think they're like celebrating like his career, like his like yeah. No, no, no. we're years. celebrating Goldberg in general, but it wouldn't shock me to see him there. I mean, isn't it weird? It's just crazy that he's that he's uh, you know, still a going concern at his age too. There's actually a video that was uploaded three hours ago that says Goldberg it is Goldberg's top ten returns. So maybe he can feud with Edge over who's got the best returns in the. And- we just, as long as we get that Big E Goldberg retirement match, that's all I well, care about. You know, that's all I need you, in my life. I mean, obviously Goldberg is his own thing and like, whatever. We don't need to get too worked up about whatever. I, I mean, hopefully, I, my, my guess is under the new regime, he's not going to be challenging for the title just based on showing up out of nowhere. Who do you want to mm. see besides Big E? Who would you, if, if, if you had to book some Goldberg, a Goldberg match or two, who do you want to see him face? Oh, man. Ah. I'd like to see him run it back with like Braun Strowman, you know what I mean? With the crowd, like that'll be Mm -hmm. fun. Uh, I mean, obviously the riddle story is always there, but I don't know if they'll ever, I think, I mean, they're playing into it with Seth. So maybe eventually, like if this goes well, you know, we'll get that eventual riddle versus Goldberg match. But man, I'm just, I just like seeing him in there with Hosses, man. Like just get, just get any big, get him in there with AJ Francis, get him in there with like uh, Otis, Get him in there with what like about Omos. He's he's Omos is out there squashing jobbers again. Get Omos in there, man. Like I, I just like seeing Goldberg in there with just like big, cartoonishly large people and just run at each other real fast and hit each other real hard. That's all I went out of a Goldberg match. Three minutes of carnage, break some shit, spear, jackhammer. Everyone goes home happy. That is the perfect Goldberg match. I do not want to see a catch as catch can style match with that dude ever. They should just have him feud, just put him and Omos in a battle royal, <laughs> but have the whole angle be that it's those two guys trying to get at each other. So they each get to just like, just destroy 14 dudes on the way to getting to each other. So it's just yeah. a bunch of jackhammers and choke slams or whatever else. And then when they finally stared, you know, face off, the crowd's going nuts. We Woo! had a little build. And then, you know, what happens, happens. Um, the crazy thing is, like, I don't know what happens, happens even me. Does Goldberg go over at the age of 55? Even I mean, maybe in Saudi Arabia, he does. But like, I, nah, I, just, I, don't, I don't think know. Goldberg goes over, man. I think I think you got to give you got to give Omos something as a solo act. Like, I think, you know, yeah. if that moment ever happens, like you got to give that to Omos. So, you know, and if Goldberg shit, uh, and if it's up to Goldberg, I'm sure what he wants to do this late in his career is help make you know, some young guy's moment, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I would say, I would, th- I would think Omos would go over in a Goldberg fight or feud. It is, it's, we, it's the 25th anniversary of Goldberg. There you so go. There's a lot That's of anniversaries it. going on. I mean, over the, we had the, you know, Cena-versary and the Orton-versary or the Rock. Batista, the Rock, yeah, it's a lot. I mean, it's, it's good lot. to celebrate it. it Jericho just, you know, had one up. too, right? What was Jericho? Jericho is a walking anniversary. He should just have a cake <laughs> with him at all times. Not, you know, probably not a cake. Maybe a, 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 a little bit of, of the bubbly. Yeah, a little no? bit of the bubbly. We can, cele- we can celebrate like that. 
Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. What else? What, what else is going on in this world? Soraya promo. Oh, Ooh, okay. Did, are you gonna are you gonna keep that in? Because I, I want to comment on the tone of your voice as you see the exhausted <laughs> tone of your voice. <laughs> <laughs> Don't sound too excited there, John. Um, oh. What a weird promo. I, there are a lot of, there's a lot of people who said, I mean, it kind of fell flat. There was the unfortunate, your name rhymes with shit joke. Um, yeah, yeah. I still think that it's, I mean, regardless, for, okay, first of all, I don't know if this, if they just said, if Tony Khan just said, Paige, go out there and do what you do, and this is what she came up with. If it is, it's an example of how, you know, some writers, or at least some, some writers like, in there, some help, yeah. so, some sort of creative help is is necessary sometimes. Um, but to me, it's not even about her performance. I still don't know if she's going to wrestle, and I don't know what I'm supposed to think until she does. You know, like if the point is, first of all, if we don't know if she can wrestle, I mean, if Tony Khan doesn't know, if she's not cleared to wrestle, then let's just establish up front that she's not going to wrestle. And if she does, then it's a happy, you know, it's a happy ending, right? If she can wrestle, if she is cleared, they should be screaming it from the mountaintops. It's not a fun tease, right? Or if you want to make it a tease, then say she can't, she's not cleared to wrestle and then let her wrestle, you know, like what, like make that the story. But she's out there and she's just like, I'm the revolution. And it's just like, well, as a wrestler or as a, like ineffectual division head, like you kind of were in WWE for a minute when again, everybody was still waiting around to see if you could wrestle. Yeah. Even the fans, I mean, a lot of fans knew then pretty definitively that she wasn't cleared, but it's like, I don't know. It's always a little bit of a weird juxtaposition when you have somebody who was like, who is perceived as a wrestler come out and work a, you know, a manager, a managerial front office angle or whatever, without it being real clear, like, Oh, they'll never wrestle again right it's so weird like i I just you know and and i don't know if it's i don't know if it's purposely done i don't know if it's because like maybe she doesn't know if she'll be able to be be cleared or not so maybe they're keeping it vague on purpose but i i would hope that she would go you know to aew with the hopes of being able to be cleared to wrestle or else you know unless you just were sick of being at, at WWE. Like, I don't see where you would kind of be able to do the same thing over there, you know? So, I mean, I don't know. People have, people have different uh, reasons for, for you know, uh, you know, people want different things out of life. Yeah, for sure. The only thing that makes sense is if they thought she was going to be cleared. She's or on the verge of being clear. I don't know how these things work. I've never been uh, held out of a professional sporting event, but word. it's it, it it makes sense if she's on the verge of being cleared. They don't want to overpromise, but the point is that she's going to wrestle. So now they're just sort of being mealy mouthed and treading water, awaiting that final okay that's going to come. I mean, I I would understand that from a logical perspective, but like if she's walking out the first time last week, mm. she's walking out and you don't know if she's ever going to be cleared to compete. Let's just say up front that she's not going to compete. And then she yeah. can be like, F it. 
I'm doing this anyway and write it into the storyline or I'm going to get into shape and I'm going to find another doctor and that's going to be the storyline, whatever. But the, but the expectations are so off. You can tell the crowd doesn't know how to respond. Yeah. You like know? It's, we, it's all, weird. we all love Soraya, but we don't like, it's a different set of expectations. If she's just going to be the person who's in charge of saying, and it's a lumberjack match. Like that's just <laughs> a different thing. All right. She could, she could very clearly be like the, uh, the Mark Henry of the women's division. You know what I mean? Where like, you know, she just comes on, cuts the promo, says it's time for the main event, and keep it pushing. You know, uh, but it's yeah, I, and, and it's through no her, no fault of her own. I'm just speaking as as a fan of being like, okay, like what's next? You know, like we got the pop, we got the return. Like, uh, you know, I, nothing was said in that promo that made me think either or was going to be the direction that they take her. So, I mean, I I'll keep watching, but it was weird. Like she called out the entire women division, and then like, but like. Jade's not there, you know what I'm saying? Like, and she's like the TBS champ, and it's like it's this weird. I don't Jade know. does it's not like, exist. Jade is in her own universe. She apparently. has her this own is, like orbit, right? Like, yeah, it's weird with them. So I don't know. It's it would be like if if like if Randy Orton made a big comeback in like at day one or something, but was just but was just sort of like the GM of Raw and didn't really it, it wasn't but wasn't acknowledged as such. Right, right, right. And not only that, he's not out there in a suit, which would sort of be a gimmick. He's just in his like track pants and his like Viper t-shirt, <laughs> and he's and, and he's just like, I'm back. Every and everybody you know gets excited, and he's just like, and as my first order of business, <laughs> I'm gonna give Riddle a championship match. You're just like, wait, what? Like, wait, added? Why are you? Huh? Uh, yeah. You gotta sort of set establish the set stakes. Set the table. A bit. Set the table, man. Just set the table better. I say about you know you mentioned maybe they can use some writers, but like it's not even for the for the quality of it. It's just so there's like a, a general direction where things are going, right? Like the the, the stuff that they do is best when you can kind of see a, a pathway towards you know a conclusion, and you know you don't really know what's happening here especially for your first promo you know it's your first time not even just your first promo it's the first time you've spoken on a wrestling show in forever in years you know what i'm saying so i'm gonna be the i'm gonna be a nice guy and just blame it on rust and just say hey maybe there was a point or a direction sure. we're gonna get to and she hasn't done this in a long time and maybe you know sometimes you get out there and it's a little different than 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 you know Whatever it is, but I'm 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 gonna assume that we're gonna get more answers to that uh, later down the road. Juice Robinson uh, had a match against John Moxley. Um, again, just sort of a weird like cycle, and uh, AEW does where they'll debut a guy uh, like Juice uh, and give him a championship eliminator match, and then you know, the crowd doesn't know quite how to respond. Somebody said that it was. Um, you know that that the crowd, the, the I think Meltzer said it a year ago. The AW crowd would have gone nuts for Juice and for Bandito, and and they you know didn't. It's a diff, it's a wider audience now that doesn't quite know what to do. I'm not sure if that's true. I just think that there's been a lot of a lot of Forbidden Door debuts. You know, and there's been a lot, and and at this point, yeah, the shines off the rose a little bit, and they should keep. I'm not saying they should stop doing it, but Juice is like a real asset. Um, and there's this, I guess, Tim, I guess I was just watching. I mean, he did, it wasn't a hell of, it wasn't that great of a match uh, with Moxley, um, which is, you know, a little disappointing just as a fan, but also just sort of felt like Juice is like, I don't know. I'm glad that they acknowledge the history. They should continue to acknowledge everybody's backstory. 
uh, prior coming to AEW. But I feel like Juice could have just uh, like, why not give him some like promo packages, some like vignettes, you know, like let's uh, like debut him as if he's like someone that we are cre- not creating, but, you know, reinventing and pushing, you know, like let's make a real thing out of this instead of just, oh, look who just like snuck in the back door. Yeah, and, um, and again, that's that's that all go. Gosh, I don't want to sound like I'm beating a dead horse, but it's just like, yeah, that's the point of having like creative guys back there. You know what I mean? Like, it's not just about right. you know, uh, and it's 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 for your own benefit. Like you just said it, you hit the nail right in the head. It's like, yo, you got this guy. You know what I'm saying? Like he's there for a few nights. He's fighting your world champion. Like let's make it make storyline sense. So it makes sense mm-hmm. in our universe too. So we can create our own canon and not yeah. just be like, oh, this guy kind of showed up here, did a few matches. Like perfect example, Will Ospreay, you know what I mean? Like showed up mm-hmm. for several weeks and had a bunch of matches, but it was all so heavily leaned on stuff that you hadn't seen or stuff that was only in NJPW or being the elite that there's no real AEW canon or storytelling yeah. that you can have from your from that point of view. So it's just like, you know, like just just a little something, just to just create a little something that, that don't just roll the guy out and show a video and be like, hey, this is what he's done before. Like yeah. hire a guy or two to come up with a two-week storyline to yeah. why this makes sense and mm-hmm. why it would it would it would make sense in your own AEW tape decks or 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 you know history reels you know what i'm saying you gotta you gotta start creating your own history outside of just titles and matches like some story some of the storylines gotta make sense too i feel like now it sounds like we're out on everything on aw dynamite last night uh i loved, it wasn't loved a great jericho, show, loved jericho hey. bandito loved ricky starks doing the like put his jumping butt drop onto his opponent pin uh and not even being sarcastic i really did love that and and um daddy magic danielson i thought was fantastic i love I love those guys. Um, Matt Menard is like a real gift to pro wrestling and he's being, I think they're using him exactly right. So I mean, such an OG, like (laughs) I know like the, the Jericho appreciation society is, is like a wink on a wink on like the wrestling industry. But like, that's what makes daddy magic so funny because he like, if you were to, if (laughs) Like I just miss guys like screaming at cameras with like Gene Okerlund next to him. <laughs> like he mm-hmm. looks like if you just put like Gene Okerlund next to him and he just cut a promo and he's just talking to the camera. What do you do? Like doing all that type of shit. Like he would fit right in. Like it's like somebody just popped him out right out of like new generation WWF eighties and just like threw him into right now, which would many levels probably wouldn't work, but like he makes it work. I like him. I think he's really entertaining. Yeah, 2.0. Um, they're they're fantastic, and they're and they're both really good wrestlers. It's nice. It's great to be able to use them as yes. sort of yes, yeah. Um, but yeah, absolutely love, love them. Um, what do, have we, is there anything that we missed? Is there anything that we really need to hit on? We didn't probably give enough uh, credit to Sami Zayn and the Bloodline, just like running WWE this week. Yeah, um, really, really fantastic stuff. I'm so excited that he's an honorary use because that just means we're going to keep getting more and more of this magic. And I loved Solo like beating up the dudes backstage on his behalf. And I mean, everything is just really, really, I mean, it's just, just top-notch stuff. Um, Dave, are you all in? Are you all in on this growing swell of support of Sami Zayn being the one to eventually dethrone Roman Reigns? Are you in on it? 
has Sammy has Sammy entered so the, like has Sammy entered like the Cody Rhodes Dwayne Johnson conversation of people Seth Rollins conversation of people who should eventually dethrone Roman Reigns? Are you in on it? I mean, I think he's in the room. I think he's in the room. <laughs> I think he's definitely in the room. There's just like, so I'd much like that they can. So there's so much, so much. Uh, there's so many opportunities there. So many possibilities. Mm-hmm. Um, that I do think that it's like I would totally co-sign it. I mean, I'm, I don't think that it, I don't. I, I would. I would really draw it out, though. I mean, I'm not saying he should like get kicked out at Survivor Series and get you know and just start let's hot shot the feud. I mean, let's yeah. let's let's work it. Let's work on it a little bit. They still got this. I mean. We've, I think we've joked in the show about whether or not it would, it would, you know, be PC in 2022. But they still got this wide. I mean, this this, this storyline is just being begging to be told, mm. or you like, you know, have them fired or suspended or whatever, and you can bring back Generico. I mean, that's just it's oh been, yeah, it's been He's sitting out there a, for a decade now. My um, goodness, if he ever came out. To like face Roman Reigns in a mask, <laughs> and mm-hmm. the old, in Canada, like or, or I, I, it's people forget just how like he was Daniel Bryan level babyface at one point. Like you know, when oh. we talk about like just the great white meat, just bleeding heart, like one of the best fighting from underneath dudes you'll ever see, but somehow pulls out a victory. Like oh, go back and watch those. Cesaro matches from NXT. Go back and watch those that Kevin Owens Battleground match. He is such a great babyface. And if you're intent on not turning Roman yet, like what a what a way to solidify that dude as like one of your top babyfaces in the company yeah. is turning him back. You know, and he could, and you know, I can't believe you lived in a world where I couldn't believe that Sami Zayn could be heel, and now he's turned into one of the great heels, and now. Yeah, he's even a baby face within the heel group. He's just he's yeah, he's a beloved heel talented. for sure, definitely. Um, do you like the Kevin Owens Gargano pairing Panda Express? Shout out Panda Express. I did some uh, WWE stuff a few weeks back, uh, and I got to hang with them, uh, and and they were great. They did the bump, and then uh, we did the Ultimate Show together with with Gargano. And I'll be honest, I wasn't uh, as privy to like their history as you know many others were, and but just just off chemistry alone, just being able, they kind of like a perfect tag team, right? Like for some, in like Triple H's like weird world of like you know regular guys that are just amazing professional wrestlers, like they kind of perfect in that way, and uh, and mm-hmm. it's weird, like you know, it's. I really liked the pairing of uh I mean I, it's, it's just wild that like episodes of Raw now have people that like couldn't even get on TV a few years ago. You know what I mean? Like Chad Gable and Otis versus Kevin Owens and Johnny Gargano was like is like a is is, is my kind of tag team matchup. One big guy that could move, one small guy with a lot of attitude or whatever. Um but I dug the matchup. I mean, I don't know where they're taking it with it. Like, maybe they're going to really build these guys up as, like, the the, the, the darling workhorses of the company. Uh, but they got they got hella chemistry. You know what I'm saying? So there's it's, it's always good to play into that and keep that thing going. I agree. I agree. Uh, Dexter Loomis and The Miz still rolling along. What? 
AJ joining Judgment Day. Yeah, whatever. All right. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I mean, AJ AJ joining Judgment Day could be interesting. You know what I mean? Like they keep they keep toying with like oh, the. Oh, we I know what run. I wanted to ask. I know. I, I do. I like that. And it's an again, everything matters. Everything else, it's good. I like to. I like them sort of you know wrapping the chair around his neck and then saying we're not going to do it. Um, it's officially announced for Extreme Rules. Uh, brawling brutes versus Imperium in a good old fashioned Donnie Brook six man tag. You excited? Yes, I'm down for this. <laughs> oh, anything, yes. I'm sure I'm assuming it's anything or some extra things go. Um, yeah, it'll it'll be a lot of fun. Oh, Those guys yeah. are just the absolute. I mean, what a joy! I love how like every UK wrestler's origin story is just like I used to beat up my friends in the bar, mate. <laughs> like it's never. It's a, like every American. Like you could tell they all grew up with like the same sort of like origin story on like how they got into professional wrestling. Like mm-hmm. just like getting into like real fights and bars in like Ireland and the UK. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, that should be more American wrestlers' backstory too. You like anybody from like Boston or. Texas, or I mean, like where all these guys are from, you know, it's just like, yeah, you probably did a lot of fighting back home yeah, too, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's it. it America, you know, we made the transition to like the Hardy Boys, who were just like, yo, we got in fake fights growing up with our friends, <laughs> and now we do this for a living. Um, but we still went through tables and beat yeah. ourselves up. Anyway, well, that's yeah. about it, I think, for this week. Yeah, man. Um, I guess we got to touch on some folks we didn't talk about a lot. We should go out of our way to talk about. Uh, mentioned Otis, but American Alpha is just really key. I just love that people matter, man. Yeah. It's it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's got guys that you never thought that would mean a difference on Raw are making a difference. So and and in AEW too. I feel like this weird sort of like path couple past couple of months, you know what I mean, have you know the cream really rose to the top. Like obviously yesterday's dynamite was, you know, was what it was, but you know, it's a hurricane coming. You could you could kind of charge it to the game. Dynamite Grand Slam over delivered. So, you know, it, it kind of is what it is with them. But overall, everybody's sort of hitting on all cylinders when it comes to pro wrestling at the moment. There's not a whole ton of things I'm just like, ah, I could do without that. What a great time to be a pro wrestling fan. Let that be the lesson you go away with today. Or even the shit during commercials is fun. Playing songs. QR codes, all that type of shit. Even that shit's fun. And we should, there should be a White Rabbit style cool thing happening. I said White Rabbit. Our producer, John Kerma, always refers to it as White Rabs. Um, White Rabbit. Oh. <laughs> Don't you do that, Dave. Don't you fucking do that. Don't you. No, this is getting edited out. You are not going to. You said White Rabs. I'm just putting it on wax. I called out Dave this morning. He's not flipping this on me. <laughs> That's so funny. It's okay. Yo. You can take credit. You can take credit for it, man. It's I'll cool. tell you, Kerm, um, like, you're. you're yeah, the way you just come up with with slang all the time, just off the top of your head, I'm just like, yo, this guy's brilliant. I w- I wouldn't have said it, but Kerms, I mean, man, white rabs, that's got, the guy. There's got to be, there should be, we should mandate a white ra- a white rabbit style thing going on in the background at all times in pro wrestling, both shows. Everybody have your have have something. I have to have have QR codes. I am one million percent done with QR codes as menus in restaurants. I'm oh, just yeah. like, you now you guys are just being lazy with this shit, <laughs> but more QR codes in my pro wrestling content. I'm all about it. When you want, when you're eager to scan that QR code, there's something special about it. And secret websites and Google Maps locations. This is everything, man. Make this me is, work for it. It's always fun. Pause. Always make appreciate me work for it, it more. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, Kaz, you want to get your plugs in? 
Say less with Kaz, Loki, and Rosie every Monday on my YouTube channel on youtube.com slash Kazim and wherever you listen to podcasts. Check me out on MSGPM every Monday through Thursday with Monica McNutt on the MSG Network. And you catch me right here on the Mass Man Show. Yes, sir. You can find me here. You can find me on the press box. You can find me on the Book of Wrestling. Uh, part two of the Hell in a Cell uh, story drops either today or tomorrow as you're listening to this. It's definitely going to come out this week. It's basically, it's done. We just got to, you know, upload it and shit. It's, oh my God, I love talking to JR. I love talking to Sean Grandy. It's, oh, it's, if you guys aren't listening to this, I'm very disappointed in you. But also listen to everything else in the Ring of Wrestling show feed. Mac Mania, Cheap Heat, of course, The Masked Man Show, which you're listening to right now. Thanks, as always, to our babyface producer and brilliant wordsmith, John Kerma. Apologies, as always, to John Moxley. We'll see you back here next week, humanoids. Peace.